Uh, well, let's go ahead and, and get into God's Word. Uh, open your Bibles up to Psalm 23, a psalm that, that we are familiar with. We're talking about the hungry soul, and, uh, and we began last week talking about the table in the wilderness, and we're going to be talking about a different table uh, today uh, in Psalm 23. And, uh, and I've, I've got a question. Are you, are you hungry? Uh, talking about the hungry soul. Are you hungry? And are you hungry for a victory? Are you hungry for a life of victory? If you ever watched the uh, movie, Remember the Titans, uh, uh, which is a, is a great movie, and it talks about back during segregation and how these two uh, uh, schools were put together uh, but because of, of the integration uh, that needed to take place there and how this football team that was made up of, of blacks and whites and how they came together and they were fighting with one another at first and then it began uh, that they were fighting against the, the culture around them as they began to realize uh, that they were all just, just human beings and began to, to love one another and care for one another. But one of the things is when they were, came together, uh, they were talking about they were united together not only to win a football game but fighting for one another and they asked them do you want a victory and uh and they were yeah do you want a victory and they all came in there and, and it all we're talking about how they they wanted that victory where well, my question for you this morning is are you hungry for a victory psalm 23 is where we are and uh may not you say you're talking about this what do you what do you mean by this well let's look psalm 23 it says the lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Here it is, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is a very popular psalm. Uh, oftentimes we hear it when? We, we hear it read at funerals or at a graveside or, or something like that. And it's very appropriate for that time, for the family uh, that is there. But you understand that Psalm 23 is not written for the dead. It's written for the living. It's written for those that are, are going through the grief, that are, that are, that are struggling. It's really written uh, for all of us. Matter of fact, all of this is written in the present tense where he says, The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me. He leads me. He restores me. Uh, he leads me. Even though I, I, I go through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me right now in the, the, the present. And so all of these things are, are, are present. And, and we understand that our present life is a battle. We, we, are, we are in a battle, and he's talking about present help in the midst of the battle there in verse 5 where he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We have enemies. Life is about, we talk about spiritual warfare. If you've been around church much, you've heard that term, spiritual warfare. And it's not something that is made up by, by Christians. It is, it is a reality. If you believe the Bible, you've got to believe in spiritual warfare because the Bible talks about it. talks about these forces that are at work against us and against God's kingdom. We, those, those forces are primarily three main forces. They are our own flesh that, that, that wars against 
against us that wants to do things independently of God. It's the world around us that doesn't recognize God and wants to do things independently of God. And then there's the devil himself, this this, uh, uh, spiritual angelic being that fell from heaven because of his pride, because he wanted everything for himself. And Ephesians 6, 12 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, and talking about other people, but against these principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are in a battle. We are in a battle. All too often, the thing is, is that it's not just that we we wrestle not with, with other people. We just don't wrestle at all. We wrestle not, period. We don't fight against the enemy. We just give in to the enemy. See, the enemy does not the enemy is working against us because it doesn't want us to walk with God and experience everything that God has for us. The enemy is who doesn't want you to go to Honduras. The enemy is the one that brings up all these excuses. Well, it costs too much. Well, I'll be gone too far. Well, I don't have a passport. Well, you can get you one now. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, all these things. Is that because the enemy knows not only will God use you to be a blessing to others beyond what you can ever imagine as you're, you go and minister and show God's love and open up your mouth and the Spirit of God takes the gospel and shares it with people and they're, they're, they're saved. Not only that, but it'll be a blessing to you. You'll come back changed. But the enemy doesn't want that. The enemy doesn't want you to pray and meet with the God of the universe. The enemy doesn't want you to open up your Bible and let it change your life. The enemy doesn't want want you to walk in obedience and live a life that honors God. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that God loves you and God cares for you and that God has the power to enable you to live a life of victory. But I don't know about you, but I get to the point, and I get to the point real often, and right now is one of those times where I'm at this point where I'm hungry for a victory. I'm hungry for a victory. Well, God has a plan for victory, and it's found of all places in Psalm 23, where it says God has prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Let's look at this table. Let's look, first of all, at the shepherd's preparation. The shepherd's preparation. Because he says, you prepare a table. Who's the you? The you is our shepherd. The you is the Lord. The Lord is our shepherd. And he's the one that prepares this table. By the word, this, by the way, this word, prepare, is a battle term. It is often used in terms of battle. It's about the army that is prepared to go into battle, that the plans have been laid out, the, nigh, the, the spears, the swords have all been sharpened, the armor has been put on, and they are prepared to go to war. And that's what this word prepare means here. It means that God has, has made preparation for us to walk in victory. What is he prepared, what is he provided for us? Well, first of all, God provides for our past losses. Listen, we're, there are losses in our lives. The enemy and the enemy will try to use that past against us, try to convince us that we are a failure, try to convince us that we are, are a disappointment to God, try to convince us that, that, that God will never be pleased with us because of all these things that we have done and we could never walk in victory. Those are all lies. The enemy tempts us to fall, and then when we do fall, he turns around and uses that to heap guilt upon us so that we won't try to succeed. 
That's his plan. You know, football coaches will talk about how you don't need to let one loss become two losses. And that's what we don't need to, to do in the kingdom of God. If we, we, have, we all do have losses in our life, but we don't need them to affect us now that we continue. We don't have to continue to walk in those losses. You see, you know what God's provided, hadn't you? He provided the cross. The cross takes care of our failures. The cross provides forgiveness. We are forgiven by God. And anybody that says anything different, he's a liar. God promises forgiveness. It's found all throughout Scripture. Matter of fact, uh, one place it, it, you know, that we can uh, talk about is where he says in uh, Psalm 86 and verse 5, it says, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. The Bible says he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. He forgives us. We are forgiven. Yes, our, our sin is serious, and yes, Yes, what we have done is serious. It, it, it led Jesus. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross. But the good news is Jesus did go to the cross. And he paid the price for our sins. God's already made preparation for our past losses. Not only that, but he provides for present attacks. The present attacks of the, of the enemy. Because the enemy keeps coming. Talks about in the presence of our enemies. The enemy's real. And the enemy does not stop. As long as we're here on this earth, we have to deal with the, the enemy. But we have a helper. We have a present helper. Jesus told the disciples, he said, I'm going to leave you with a helper. And his name is the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity. He is God himself that lives within us, that lives within the life of every believer. And understand how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit doesn't eliminate the enemy the Holy Spirit provides us help in the face of the enemy. Jesus, after he was baptized, it says that he was filled with the Spirit of God and then led by the Spirit of God. You know where he went? He didn't go into ministry. He went into the wilderness to be tempted. The Spirit led him to be tempted. The Spirit allows us to be tempted, but the Spirit helped Jesus overcome temptation, and the Spirit will help us overcome temptation. Your help has been provided. He's prepared already for us in the face of the enemy. And not only that, but God provides for future victory. We were singing about it earlier. If you know Jesus Christ, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, I got good news. You're on the winning team. You are on the winning team. I've read the last chapter in this book, the last chapter of life, and Jesus wins. He wins. And God is prepared for the future. And this, that God will never let us go. God will never stop loving us. God will never stop forgiving us. So the future's taken care of. We're good because we are with God. And not only that, but eternity with him awaits. And you know what he's prepared for the future? He's given us promises. And every promise that God has ever made has always come true. So aren't you thankful for the shepherd's preparation? Not only that, but we also have the table's provision. It says he has prepared a table for us. He's prepared a table for us. You see, that, 
that provision for the past and that provision for for the present and that provision for the future. It's not found within us. It's not found uh, in some book other than the Bible that we can, we can go and, and, and read. It's not found within our personality or our uh, abilities. It is found at the table that God has provided for us. It is found at this table, not within us. And so he's prepared a table. We need to come to him to receive what we need to walk in victory. What do we need? Well, first of all, we need fuel. And that's what a table's for. A table is a place to eat, and it's a place to fuel up physically for us. And here he said he's provided a table not for physical fuel, but for spiritual fuel for us. He's provided food for us. Some say, well, well, this is the shepherd's psalm, so he's not actually talking about a, 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 a table. He's talking about a plateau for the sheep to go on. What do you think they did on that plateau? They ate. They fueled up. And that's what he's saying. God provides fuel for us. We need spiritual fuel. We need spiritual power. And he's provided a place for us to come. Come to the word of God. Come meet with him in the word of God. And we'll receive fuel to walk in victory in our lives. Come spend time with God and, and, and receive the, 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 the things that he has for us. Let him lead us. Let him pour out his love upon us. Let him give us courage and boldness. It comes from him. It come from within us. It comes from God as we sit at the table with him. Come and surrender to the Holy Spirit of God. Learn of the promises of God. Let the Holy Spirit take over your life so that you can walk in power and in victory. When we pull up to the table with God, we receive the forgiveness that we need. We receive the freedom that we need. We receive the presence of God that we need. We receive the promises of God that will always come true. And we receive the power of God because he promises he will always be with us. We get fuel. Not only do we need fuel, but we need fellowship because that's where the fuel comes from. He says, you prepare a table before me. And the picture is, as we come up to the table, we're not coming up to the table and God's not there. We're coming up to the table to sit with him. Because he really is our fuel. He is our power. He is our strength. When you're caught in temptation and the enemy is raging around you, this is the key. Don't look at the enemy, look at God. You pull up to the table with him. You open up the word of God and let him speak to you. You get on your knees and get on your face before God and let him pour his power, his strength, his love, his boldness, his courage into your heart. See, we need fellowship with him. See, over a hundred times in scripture, God's commanded, be not afraid, do not fear. Why? Because he is with us. And listen, I, as much as I want every Sunday morning, I want it to be a table for you. And every Sunday night, I want it to be a table for you. And every Wednesday night, I want it to be a table for you. Three times a week is not enough. You got to learn to pull up the table yourself. And matter of fact, every morning when you get up for 15 minutes is not enough. Every time you're faced with the enemy, pull up to the table with Jesus. Every time he comes knocking at your door, 
Just go into the kitchen and sit at the table with Jesus. Every time the enemy tries to pull you down, and even when the enemy succeeds to pull you down, don't run from Jesus, run to Jesus and put, sit down at the table with him. Yes, when we sit at the table, it's not always comfortable because he has this way, of, this way when we bring darkness into the light, it gets exposed. But he also removes the darkness and he removes the, the, the things that the enemy has brought into our life. And not only does he remove those things, but he replaces those things with his presence, with his power, with his strength, with his holiness. You see, the key to winning victories over the enemy is just to stay with Jesus. And don't go anywhere without him. Now, he is always with us, but we, don't always, we aren't always with him. We aren't always walking with him and depending upon him and leaning upon him and drawing strength and direction from him and praying to him. That's one of the reasons we need to pray without ceasing is because the enemy attacks without ceasing. So we need to be in this constant fellowship with God drawing on his strength and his presence. That's the table's provision. And then look at the table's priority. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's not just the location. It is also an invitation in recognizing that we can't do it on our own. You put, you put the table before you because there's always excuses that the enemy provides to not pull up to the table with him. And so I'm putting it before me, before my comfort, before my convenience. It's not always, it's not always comfortable to get up early in the morning and meet with God. It's not always convenient to, to, to get along with God. It's not always easy. As a matter of fact, it's never easy to share the gospel with somebody that doesn't know Jesus. There are always these challenges to our obedience, but I'm putting the table before me. I'm pulling up to the table with, uh, with, with, with him because of, number one, because of the inadequacy of me. I can't do this on my own. I've heard, I've heard preachers talking about Psalm 23 where they get up there and one of their points is this. Sheep are stupid. And what they forget when they say that, they say, go, sheep are stupid. And they're pointing at the congregation is that every pastor needs to be a sheep too. And, and while that is reality, I think the better way of putting it is this way. Sheep, sheep are not really stupid, but sheep do need help. We need the help of God. We need his care. We need his leadership. We need his protection. We need his provision. And we can't do these things on our own. And so we need to come to the table uh, of God, to come to the table of Jesus and take a seat as a servant of God. That's the, the call of discipleship is what? Is to deny ourselves to take up our cross, and to follow him. That's also the call to victory as well. If we want to walk in victory, we've got to deny self. We've got to take up our cross, dying to ourselves, and we've got to follow him, totally surrender to him. When David, the David, the one who wrote this song, when he was talking about the victories, what was maybe the greatest victory in his life? I think we'd have to say it was the victory over Goliath. But by the way, we talk about David and Goliath. David didn't take down Goliath. God took down Goliath. 
And that's what David said. That's why that's what he's talking about here in the presence of, of the enemy Goliath there. You know what David did? He pulled up to the table with God. They even offered him the armor that, to put on Saul's armor to wear to protect himself. He goes, I don't need that. I've got God. God is enough. We can't do it on our own. Our armor is not enough. He must overcome me if I'm going to walk in victory. There's the inadequacy of me, but I've got good news. There's always the availability of God. When we pull up to the table, we're saying, I can't do this. I can't take on this enemy. God, I need you. And he said, I'd be glad to. It's his initiative. He's the one that prepares the table. He's the one that invites us in. He's the one that desires us to come and to meet with him. And he is the one that will give us the victory. Matter of fact, the provision is himself. It's that fellowship with him. What did we say a few weeks ago? Open your mouth wide and he will fill it. We need to be filled with him. To overtake the enemy, the availability of God. And then finally, I just want to point out here the enemy's presence. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. See, all that I've said is good, but you won't take it to heart unless you understand that the enemy is always after us. The enemy is after us us what does he say he says before me in the presence of my enemies he's not being prideful and arrogant here but what david is saying is there are people after david there are enemies after him and there are enemies after us as well these enemies the 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 devil for sure and the the world for sure and even our own flesh for sure are trying to destroy us they're trying to destroy our relationship with god they're leading us down a path of destruction and misery that will not fulfill us that's what we have these enemies that are trying to destroy us Why would we go along with them? Why would we embrace them? God has prepared a table in the presence of our enemies that we can walk after, walk in victory there. The enemy never stops coming. We are always in the presence of the enemy. The question is not, is the enemy going to stop? The question is, are we going to stand or are we going to fall? So we have the presence of our enemies. But understand what he is also saying here. Says you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The enemy sees the table too. And the enemy sees whether we're seated at the table or not. So the enemy sees us with him. And the enemy knows that it can't defeat us if we're with him. But the enemy also knows he can defeat us if we're not with him. You remember the story in the book of Acts where Paul was casting out demons and those sons of Sceva, the Jewish guy there, they, they came in and they said, we'll try that. And they went to these people that were, had these demons and said, we cast you out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the demons talked back to him. And the demons said... Jesus we know, 
Paul we know, but who are you? Of course demons know who Jesus is. But you know, the most, one of the most encouraging things about that is not only they knew who Jesus was, but they knew who Paul was. They didn't know these guys, but they knew who Paul You know what they knew about Paul? They knew Paul was seated at the, was seat, was seated at the table. Seated? Sat at the table. He was seated. Seated, that's it. He was seated at the table with Jesus. Don't get caught up in my mispronunciation that you'd lose a point. He was seated at the table with Jesus. That's why when Paul cast demons out, they had to flee. It wasn't because of Paul, it's because of whose table he was seated at. Where does the enemy see you? Don't spend all your time wrestling with the enemy. Run to the Father. Take a seat at his table. And this is how we can win our battles. This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Underwood Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to the sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God we pray that he will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, please go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org. All our contact information is there, and we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you are blessed by today's message.